See, big, one of the biggest reasons to stick with Skype, man. That that banging uh, ringtone. Darn. <laughs> It's gonna get stuck in your head like instantly. So weird, bro. <laughs> is George Papagianis like we had him for a minute? Is he really the leading rebounder in the Euroleague? That's kind of I don't know. Never trust a word that Bmax says. Test, 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 test. Why is that not working? Hey Tobers, I'm gonna need you to not be snoring all day today, please. Test, 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 test. Oh, that's why. This will work. Do do do. Do do do. Hey Tobersons. Hey Tobies. Deep snooze, your buddy. All right, you got your love hugs and hate mail. I don't have hugs yet, but I'll figure it out. Okay, cool. Okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, you're good. No worries. I'm a moron and haven't started recording my audio yet. <laughs> you want to do a Video's recording. Hello, Rip City! To all of you in town and out of town, in every corner of town, in other parts of town, and in every corner of the interwebs. Thank you for tuning in here with you from Hood River. My name is Keith Feltner-Smith, and here with me, as always, the on-time Hawaiian, the master of segues, Mr. Professional Christopher Joseph Burkhardt. That's a little more of a buffer. No, not, it's not, not good enough. I went for that one. I thought that was... You're, you're not giving me the look of approval. I thought that was back in the right realm. Bruh. For some... You're weird, bro. <laughs> I think it's there. I think it was good. <laughs> how are you, dude? How's the, how are things going? Oh, we're doing well, baby. Surviving. Nothing to be upset about right now, except my employment status is still <laughs> non-existent. That's brutal. But hey, everything else is good. Plenty of playoff basketball, which has been uh, nice. The playoffs have Very been awesome. Fun. Good stuff other than, going on other than there. not having Blazers involved in the playoffs, they've been pretty awesome. It's been hey, you know, you give and you take. All you fans, you did, you didn't get the Blazers in there, but you also didn't get LeBron in there. So you right? win some, you lose some. So we didn't get LeBron in here. We 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 had some other uh, super team elimination happen, which always makes me happy. You know how I roll with all that stuff. We'll get to that in a minute <laughs> because we're gonna get straight into the best segment ever created on any podcast ever. The most creative thing in the world, the, 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 the most creative segment in the world. You might think I'm overdoing it. I'm not. You're wrong. This is Love, Hugs, and Hate Mail. Christopher Burkhart, I think I'm going to go first this week with my love. Okay, do it. Show me and, what you got. And my love, sir, is going straight to you, one Christopher Joseph Burkhart. That's weird. I did nothing to earn that. Well, I guess maybe it's, it's, maybe it's not directed going to you. I'm giving you credit for... The, the love of your studio that I see behind you, you have this, you don't have it turned <laughs> on anymore, but you, you told me about the green screen fabric you're getting, uh, you know, you're, you're making these upgrades, you're, you're getting there. I feel pretty good about my, my faux green screen that's, that is kind of working right now. Not that, you know, the, the fuzzy headphones around my head really, you know, that, that doesn't distract at all, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> hey, we'll but, make it work, we'll make it but, work. But your green screen tech is looking beautiful. Uh, I'm jealous and, and I love it. Well, well, thank you. Thank you. Put You're some welcome. hard work into that. <laughs> well, How about Keith, yourself? Oh, well, my love is not going to you. 
and I apologize for that. I'm used to uh, it. My love is going to Portland's finest, Ime Udoka and Damon Stoudemire, anchoring the coaching staff of the Boston Celtics, doing Rip City proud, <laughs> knocking off the Brooklyn Nets, and, you know, proving everyone wrong. Because Ime had his detractors when he got that job. And again, they, the Celtics started slow, and everyone was like, oh, is he the right hire? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, he turned that bad boy around, and his defensive scheme shut down one of the best offensive players in the history of the NBA in Kevin Durant. The, the Celtics defensive scheme led by Ime shut them down. So giving a nice big Rip City love to the Portland's own Ime Udoka and Damon Stoudemire. I like that. I like that. Uh, that's that's some good love. I, I now am realizing that we're going to have a Brooklyn Nets heavy love hugs and hate mail today. That's just the way it goes when, when that was such <laughs> a, a highlight game last night. Because, Chris, my... My hug for the week is actually, uh, it, it, this is kind of tying into you again. You don't get the credit this time. You had, uh, your hate mail last week was about Kyrie Irving, the double birds and the extra bird and all his relationship with fans. Uh, and you were saying he's probably getting fined 50K. Well, he did. He got fined 50K. My, my hug comes after that because Kevin Durant was asked about this afterwards. He had probably one of the most insightful quotes I've ever heard as far as, a, a, you know, kind of a, a basketball player talking about the relations between themselves and fans. He said, regarding the, the birds from Kyrie and, and all the Boston fans there, it's rooted in love. They once loved you. They once cheered for you, bought your merchandise, had, you know, life-altering experiences coming to games watching you play. So that kind of gets ripped from them from uh, just something like a trade or demand a trade or wanting to leave. They feel like a piece of them is gone too. That part, the feel like a piece of them is gone too, relating back to fans. I heard him talk about that and... It related right back to what you and I have talked about with Aldridge. Like, you haven't quite understood why fans are still pissed. I think that's part of it is the idea that we had hopes, we had dreams, and it got ripped away when he decided he didn't want to be here. Uh, I, I Spot on, See, Katie. But, 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 Kyrie, but Kyrie is not anywhere in the conversation of the greatest Celtic of all time, though. LaMarcus Aldridge is. They're, they're, not, they're not the same to me. They're not. You're saying that we have more right to feel like Aldridge got ripped away than Boston feels like, uh, than Boston has the right to feel like Kyrie got ripped away? No, I'm just saying it's a, I get your comparison. I'm just not on board with it. Okay, well, that's I, cool. I don't, I don't get the LA hate. Well, I'm, I'm, I, that's not even hate. That was hugs. I'm sending hugs to KD. <laughs> hugs to KD for that one. Because I thought it was insightful. I appreciate what he said there. Oh, How about you. you, sir? We're not even to the hate mail yet. We need your hugs first. All right, my hugs are going to... The NBA fans and NBA as a whole for just being awesome and being smart because the NBA for a very long time, Keith, has understood social media, has understood the importance of letting people just, you know, retweet uh, highlights and stuff like that. The NFL <laughs> is is historically stingy with its footage and if people can put it on social and how how they flag it. The NBA, not so much. Case in point, a, a tweet from Alex Kennedy today says that the uh, the NBA finished 2021 ranked first in total views of all their social content across Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with 14.5 billion views. Put that in comparison wow. to the NFL, which is fourth on that list with 7.7 billion. So the NBA Half. doubled the Dang. NFL when it came to social media views and social media content. And the obviously their number one 
as I said, that means they outpaced the NFL, they outpaced the UFC, they outpaced F1, which is global. They destroyed Major League Baseball. They beat the English Premier League. I mean, the NBA is they got their they got their crap together, dude. They understand the power of social media and how it builds that brand, and you absolutely uh, love to see it. That is that comes from your your brass the guys like adam silver like i said understanding this this the power of, of social media trend, and how yeah. it infects your program and i mean people dog you know the relationship with china and stuff like that but what's happened here is the nba has understood that it can it can leverage social media to make itself global like the nfl hasn't leveraged social media to the same way and the nfl is like hmm very exclusive to the contiguous 48 states like, <laughs> and the occasional alaska and hawaii fan like it has a it national has a, footprint versus like a global footprint right and so that's a huge huge win huge win in my opinion for the nba man taking Definitely. advantage of social letting your fans have some fun have access to your content big old hug to the nba I like it. I like it. See, look at that. Two sincere hugs. I feel sometimes like the hugs always turn into the sarcastic hug, at least from my end, uh, where we've, we've had like the love and then the hug is kind of almost a hate mail. Everything uh, on your end sarcastic. Can't trust a thing you say. Only sometimes. Hey, no, that's that's not me. That title goes to BMAC. We'll get to that later. Uh, the hate mail for this week, though. This one's going to Brooklyn, too. My hate mail is going to Brooklyn this week. They just got swept in the first round by Boston, like you mentioned. To me... It's hate mail to Brooklyn, not because of Brooklyn, but because they were a super team. This, to me, really does start to signify maybe the end of the super team era like we've talked about before. I Look, they, they were preseason favorites to win the title. They, they got swept in the first round. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, they've been together, what, three seasons now in Brooklyn? I, I, it was something like 240, 250 games they've potentially could have played together. They played under 60. It was like 58 games they've played total together. I mean, I, I'm just... NBA is moving on, guys. It's no more about the super team thing. You got to have role players. You got to have balance. You got to have talent throughout the roster. Again, Kevin Durant had some really nice quotes. He post game, he's saying no regrets on what we did. Just played out the way it played. I get it. Uh, and so I, I maybe the real hate for me. Go again. You know how who I love to hate on most of the Nets. It's Kyrie. At post game, man, he's talking about like. Uh, you, you know, I felt like I was letting the team down at a point where I wasn't able to play. You know, we were trying to exercise every option for me to play, but I never wanted it to be about me. It's like, dude, you made it about you. You could have gotten the vaccine. You very much cost your team at least a large portion of their chance to to go further and possibly win. These guys, again, were preseason favorites to win, and they're swept in the first round. I'm happy. I love it. Hate mail to Kyrie and the Nets. Man. How about you, sir? On brand. <laughs> it's the happiest hate on mail. Brand. Come on. It's not even. It, well, it's... I do not I do not sit over here and and take <laughs> pleasure out of other people's failures, okay? I want to I want to lift up. Okay, okay. My How about, hate mail. Okay. My hate mail goes to and it, it far often, too many times goes here. It's just history. Goes to the injury bug. Goes to the injury bug. Goes to uh COVID um protocols as well that counts as injury bug to me missing games i mean paul george misses a play and that drastically affects the play and you have devin booker who's yeah. now dealing with a hamstring injury you have luka Oof. Doncic who's missed games in the play playoffs you have donovan mitchell who's going to be going in for an mri here on, on an injury you have kyle lowry who's dealing with hip stuff you have zach levine who is now in health and safety protocols and going to miss a key game you have chris middleton who who injured his mcl and is now out for the foreseeable future 
future. Hopefully they can get him back, but you don't know what that is. You have Ben Simmons who doesn't want to play basketball for some reason. <laughs> uh, the the Go list Nets. goes up. You got you got Joel Embiid who's now dealing with a torn ligament in his in his thumb. So the the injury bug, man, it's it's oh it's taken out. It's taking out some really good players for these playoffs, and it sucks because you want to you want to see the best players on the biggest stage in the world. So I hate it's been you such a good You're playoffs, absolutely man. stupid. I wish real life were like NBA 2K, and you could turn injuries off. <laughs> At least for when you get to the to the postseason, man. Just like yeah, it's been such a good playoffs, and you really do wish you could have these guys healthy, having just 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 full teams and not having to worry about. I don't know. I, I would also say though, to be totally fair, some of the injuries. Like the Devin Booker stuff, I I'm I'm not rooting for injuries. The Suns are my second home team. That's who I want absolutely to come out of the West at least and just see how it goes from there. Uh, but that series against the Pelicans is so much more interesting now because the tables are a little more balanced. I, I don't want it to last that way. It would be nice if Booker could come partway wow. back through and kind of no. you know keep Phoenix ahead. But it, I mean, like if the Pelicans would not be nearly as competitive through the first four if Suns were healthy. Yeah, disagree? that's cool, but I'm, I'm uh, yeah, but I'm cutting you off. You're done, uh, okay. bartender. Bartender, don't, don't. Bring I'm not rooting this for injury. Another drink, um, because oh, it's more compelling. Nope, injuries suck, and there's injuries no suck. Injuries suck, and that's my hate mail. That was our love. That was our hug. That was our hate mail for the week. We did it. Moving on. All right, uh, I'm sure you guys are on one side or the other with Chris and I there, since we didn't really come uh, to a conclusion. Let us know how you feel. <laughs> Get on Twitter, hit us up at Trailcasters, email us at trailcasters at gmail.com, or the best option, if you ask me, if you ask the 50 plus other people that have joined us, come and join the Discord. The link is in the episode description. Great conversations going on there. You're going to hear a lot more about that throughout the rest of the episode. But yes, come and join uh, Discord. Let us know who you, who you think is right and wrong. Chris, Do it. I got a tangent a little bit back to the, uh, the Brooklyn stuff here. Just a little more Do it. question. Do it. Who do you think ends up out of Brooklyn first? Who leaves Brooklyn first, either through trade or asking out Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving? Oh, I think it's Kyrie. Kyrie all day. You you think that yeah, Brooklyn tries to um, move him? Uh, I think I think uh, I think Kevin Durant. I mean, he's locked in. He just signed that extension. 2022, 23 was a player option, but he declined that player option to re-sign the extent or to sign the extension. He's locked in there. So 24 or uh, through 25, 26. Kyrie Irving, on the other hand, is not locked in. He's locked in for the most at this point right now through next season. Next year is a player option that he could decline. I don't necessarily see it because who's gonna? De- I mean. I don't really see him willingly declining $36 million. <laughs> so, uh, but I, I think it's, um, I think, I think Brooklyn is, is firmly Kevin Durant's team. Um, and this is why I, this is why I actually don't like how that series played out Keith, because there was so much already on social media, like just blaming Kevin Durant and how awful Kevin Durant was and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, Kevin Durant was the guy who, who played more games than Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving combined. Yeah. Um, Kevin Durant is the one that battled his ass off to come back from an Achilles injury and hasn't lost a step. Played hard all Kev- season too. Kevin yeah. Durant is not the one that, you know, quote, came to Brooklyn out of shape like, right, like right. James Harden did. He's not the one that just didn't mesh and was traded away again. Like, I, I have watched this from afar and I see Kevin Durant trying like like uh, the dude is playing on like the dude is 
playing his ass off. He's playing every minute of every game most of the time. You look at the way the Celtics played him, as I said earlier, credit to Ime Udoka and that staff. The way they attacked him, I mean, they made it hard for him to do anything, and he wasn't getting any help from anybody else on that roster. And then you look at how bad that roster's been put together from a, from a managerial standpoint. I mean, really? Like, you, you, you are... Like, I, I love the guy. We've gone, I've defended him many a time on this podcast, but you, you're you're relying on hopefully getting big minutes and production and game-changing statistics out of LaMarcus Aldridge? Like, you, you're hoping to get the same thing out of Blake Griffin? You're hoping to get the same thing out of Andre Drummond? Like, these guys are, they're talented. Like, ben, uh, Blake Griffin can still play. Like, if anything, he probably should have played more. Like, they had success <laughs> with him on the floor. They didn't play him enough. But, like, they aren't... This is not Blake Griffin with the Clippers. This is not LaMarcus Aldridge with the Blazers. This is not Andre Drummond with the Pistons. Like, they, they're, their time in their prime is done. So quit... It, you can't turn back the clock on them. You know what I'm saying? So I, I just think that is weird to me. That, that that that's what they're doing. Then people want to, you know, scapegoat Kevin Durant out of all this. Like, no, Kevin Durant is... He did. He tried, and I yeah. think that if they can rebuild that roster a little bit and maybe get him some better pieces, that's the smart idea. You can't lump your team, Keith. You can't lump your team into your big three. Okay, you look at, like I said, look at Kyrie, Ben Simmons, who is not playing, and Kevin Durant. Before that, Kevin Durant, Ben Simmons, or uh, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden, and then. Like I said, the ghost of Blake Griffin, the ghost of Marcus Aldridge, <laughs> and not a lot else giving them a lot of production. You look at like other teams that you would quote say, you know, oh, super teams. Well, you look at right. like, look at uh, Boston comes to mind, right? With Kevin uh, Garnett and Ray Allen and Paul Pierce. But they also had like good minutes out of Kendrick Perkins. They had a young Rajon Rondo who was super flashy and one of the better passers in the game at that point and a great Time defensive Rondo. guard. They were getting great production out of James Posey as well. So they had their they had their role players who filled their role. And again, they weren't 40 years old being asked to play 35 minutes. Like Rajon Rondo was in like his second year or some shit like that. You know, same thing with the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, they built it up with that with that main three, but uh over the years they've got great production out of um out of uh Kevon Looney. They've got great production out of Andre Iguodala, right? They got uh, Andrew Bogut gave them great minutes. Like the, they they found their role players to fill their niche. F Brooklyn from the get that roster was not built right, and it blows my mind that uh, across the country you have almost the exact same roster built the, like the exact same right? way with the Los, Los Angeles Lakers. It's the super teams a, thing, man. Yeah, it, it's the, it's build the, the a bunch star of, players trying to like you know yeah. come together as friends. And I, I I I hear what you're saying. Sorry, I'm I'm cutting you straight off. I apologize for that, but like. The, the question here, as far as KD versus Kyrie, who's going to end up out of Brooklyn first? I'm with you that Brooklyn would probably try to get rid of Kyrie first. I just don't know who who wants Kyrie. I heard that brought up on a, you know, one of the talk shows today on ESPN of just who is actually looking at him. I, you, obviously, you can work with finding a rebuilding team, finding someone that you can just kind of you know shift for space and assets. But Kyrie's enough of a talent. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think there's going to be questions about how, how that all works together. Let me Let me give a follow-up for you. Kyrie Irving or Steve Nash, who's out first? Does the coach get blamed here? Not this early. I don't think so. But Not I yet. also, I also don't think that Blake, like 
people that's what everyone always goes to right well you can't blame a coach this early but historically you can like it's happened before <laughs> you can like and it's the traditional um, scapegoat man it's who they who yeah. they go to to when you gotta pass the buck yeah but the thing is we had this conversation on the discord right how uh can't remember who it was so i apologize um but arguing about how um perhaps it's better for a first-year coach to go to a rebuilding team or this and that. And, and I think that it's great for a first-year coach to go to an established team, very similar to what Emei's doing in Boston. The difference is, is Boston knew who they were. Boston had that culture. They, they knew a, yeah, what they were doing. They, they Everyone had their role. They knew it. Uh, Brooklyn wasn't. Brooklyn is... The, that's a weird part about Brooklyn. Brooklyn is still trying to find itself. And mm. again, how do you blame Kevin Durant for that when... Kyrie is a part-timer when Ben Simmons isn't even seeing the court like it's it's tough for KD to do um same thing like I I I said this to you in a private message I'm like if this were the Blazers and Damian Lillard was going out there balling out but CJ McCollum was only playing half the year and Yusuf Nurkic was you know (laughs) injured quote but hasn't played basketball for over a year no one would want to blame Dame Right. So, no why, one, so why are we blaming KD? Like that, that's the weird thing to me. But yeah, I think Brooklyn. I think it's done. I think you need to something is overcooked, and you yeah. need to mix it up because it's not going to work. I think that I just don't see it meshing, and it's unfortunate for them because they had a chance. Yeah, and um, yeah, it's they had the, the talent accumulation getting. I mean, look, I, as much as I hate on them too, getting KD, Kyrie, and James Harden all together out there you would have expected a lot more. We did expect a lot more uh, to happen, but for them to get swept out this season, man, it, it was just crazy. Obviously, that's the kind of the big news that we're talking about today after last night's game. Uh, speaking of talking about it, I want to give one more shout out to one of our other friends and listeners and fans. I think he listens. I'm pretty sure he does. At Ricky Bell's PDX, going by Vegito Mortensen right now, which is an excellent Twitter handle. Notes that Dame had a season-ending surgery in January and still played the same amount of regular season games, 29, and win the same amount of playoff games, zero, as a perfectly healthy Kyrie Irving. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> just getting back to my hate. Just wrap it, put, it, put a little bow on it. So other than the the Boston and uh, Brooklyn series that just ended, we talked a little about the Phoenix and, and the Phoenix Suns and New Orleans Pelicans going on. I've, right. I've been loving the Minnesota Timberwolves and Memphis Grizzlies series. What are you been it's watching? Been what's uh, what's kind of caught your eye most? Oh, it's all been good. It's all been good. Memphis and uh, Minnesota has been incredible. That's been just fun basketball back and forth. I think you could almost re- like I don't think anyone predicted it, but you could just realistically see Minnesota like surprising the world, shocking the world a little Dude. bit. <laughs> they're just playing good basketball, man, and they're just fun to watch. They're going to be fun to watch for for quite some time. Um, and you, you you love to see it. You know, let's see how many more games get disrupted by protesters. But that's been that's been great basketball. Um, absolutely, it has. Also, you got some uh, very interesting stuff going down there with uh, Golden State and Denver. Um, it's going to be a gentleman's sweep because Golden State should win Game Five there. But they're right. messing around with that lineup. They haven't even put Steph back into the starting role yet. Um, they're letting huh. Jordan Poole get his minutes. Like that's they're going to be dangerous. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think the playoffs have disappointed in the absolute least. So uh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm completely with you. I, I've I've really been watching the Suns Pelicans series a lot, just because again, like I said, Suns have kind of been my second home, and the way that that hasn't been 
uh, as one-sided as I expected. Uh, it's it's been fun to watch. But yeah, the the Grizzlies Timberwolves series, man, that's just been a lot of good basketball. And it's nice to see both those teams, you know, kind of just just shaping around a little bit. I guess they've been kind of uh, the the bottom dwellers that had talent never quite achieved, but it's it's a good one. Um, it's sad when you watch the Pelicans though, and you realize how good and this is where you again if you're Cronin you need to build your roster right we don't need to do a deep dive here but uh, just how good CJ McCollum looks when hmm. the second best player on the team <laughs> is probably is probably still him um, but his his next best player whether it's better than him or not it is not another guard it is a dynamic forward in yeah. Brandon Ingram and it just changes the balance to how CJ plays and how you take advantage of CJ skill sets versus Brandon Ingram's um and again I think that's what Portland obviously needs to do here with 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 Dame again that's why we've talked about it I love Ant and all this stuff but if, if you can balance this roster out with a dynamic forward next to Dame rather than another guard then I think you can really see things shine especially if you continue to build the roster out beyond that uh but again yeah, it, it's no deep dive. Just when you see CJ's skill set next to a dynamic forward versus a dynamic guard, you, you see a different version of CJ. And I think you could see the same with, with Dame if you build the roster right. Yeah, lo- looking around at the, the different series, though, that, you know, looking at what teams might get blown out, we've talked a little before on the pods and off on Discord. Come and check the Discord at a link in the episode description if you haven't joined us yet. Talking about what teams might make some players available if they if they kind of flame out in the in the playoffs here utah would be one big one uh the bucks bowl series is 3-1 we've talked about zach levine before not sure how realistic that kind of thing is but some of this i don't want to get too much into the details right now because we have chris a whole bunch of listener questions to get to and some of that will be addressed in in the following let's get right to it starting with Shoot some oops. I'm working on saying that Discord name appropriately. It's not Shazam oops or shoot some oops, as I was saying before. It's shoot some oops on Discord, probably on Twitter too. Ask, right. How do the Blazers get Bobby Portis? Mm. Cool. <laughs> I mean, cool. Like, Bobby Portis is good and all, but I mean, is that really what we're trying to. to gauge here is that what we want to go after if you're the blazers i um, bobby portis doesn't uh doesn't doesn't move the needle for you uh i like bobby portis um i've liked bobby portis for a while um but he's currently their their center and i don't know if he is like a drastic upgrade over over yusuf nurkic at this point um they're both going to be right in that 15 and 10 range Hmm. i do like bobby portis um he's not a defensive stopper but i do just like his length and his ability to to get stops at the rim occasionally um it's gonna be interesting to see what his value is i mean he has a player option for four mil but yeah he's not he's probably gonna turn that down because he's probably gonna be able to make a little bit more in in the open market um so that's how you get bobby portis is free agency I mean, I just <laughs> because here's the thing: if Bobby Portis, if Bobby Portis picks up his player option at four mil, they're not going to trade him because that's an absolute steal of talent at at four million dollars right now, and they're going to want a haul just to benefit getting rid of that value. So, um, yeah, free agency is he declines his option, then you pick him up and you decide to move on from Nurk for Bobby Portis. Uh, Bobby Portis is an interesting, <laughs> an in- interesting option though, because granted the fact that he's played center the last like two years now, um, and mainly been center with uh, 
with with Milwaukee. He's power forward. So yeah, I, I always like think the di- most power forward. I, I I like the dynamics there with Bobby Portis, the ability to play play more than one position because I think you can lump him into either one of those. Um, but again, I just don't know how much of a drastic upgrade he is to what you could go get. If you don't, if you, here's the deal, let's just put it this way: if you if you go after Jeremy Grant and miss, you go after a John Collins, you miss. For some reason, you're in a, a random Julius Randall conversation and you miss. If Bobby Portis is not a bad option by any means, um, so but yeah, he's that far I, down I, the list for you. He's like he's like fourth, fifth kind of. Uh, well, I wouldn't put him again. Yeah, I wouldn't put him above those other guys. Um, I'm good with that. God. Hey, it's it is a funny good question. You got you got me got me off guard because I just I just like Bobby Portis, <laughs> um, Bobby Portis in general. But yeah, well, he's had I... years where he's played more power forward versus center, but he's been mainly a center for for the for the Bucks. Well, uh, shout out to shoot some oops for the question. Yeah, throwing a throwing uh, throwing some some grenades like tossing some big ones right at Chris on the on the opening. Let's keep with the fire then. Bringing on a, a a heavy hitter from Tim over the Busted Bucket podcast. Shout out to him also hey. on our Discord. Link in the episode description if you haven't joined us yet. Tim asks multiple questions, but the first one we're going to funnel cake or elephant ears? Elephant ears. Next question. Elephant ears all day. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Oh, see, look at that. There's a there's a reason we podcast together. We we agree on that one. Moving on. Funnel cake doesn't when, even hold. Hey, a when you when 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 you have to when you when you have to when you have to make sure you're wearing blue jeans so that you can properly get all the cinnamon and sugar off your <laughs> fingers, you know what you're eating is delicious. So yeah elephant ear all day yeah except when i was a little food. kid i was really confused and thought they were actual elephant ears and i had oh, no, no idea why we, were, why we were eating them but now i now i know better all right let me let me ask you then elephant ears or churros mm, like a churro or a disneyland churro oh they're not all like a foot long kind of churros. Not, not all churros <laughs> are created equal my man i think see now okay now, now this depends. There, there, it depends. Now, if I'm by myself, you're going elephant ear, easy, easy elephant ear, especially if you're at like a fair or something where they're just gonna give you this that fat ear the that's giant. just falling off the plate. Yeah. Now, if you're with a group of people, it's the churro because it's slender, easier to hide, a little, mm. a little, a, a little more stiff. Therefore, it's easier to move quickly out of the out of prying hands. <laughs> An elephant ear, everyone thinks, is automatically communal. And yeah, everyone yeah, yeah. gets to rip pieces off for their own benefit. Not with the churro. The churro is mine. So well, it, in a group of people, it's churro. It, it's it's form, yourself, you're right. It's because like, with the elephant ear, they're like all they gotta do is just pinch. If they if they can just pinch, then as soon as you pull it, tears. Now they got uh-huh. their own elephant ear piece. Exactly. I, I grew up on churros, man. Uh, down in San Diego, like not just Disneyland, but SeaWorld. We go there as yes, kids all the time. Obviously, things have changed a little bit recently. Uh, but yeah, churros all day, man. I, I love those things. Those are great. Uh, let's f- take another one here from Tim. Who is one of the Blazers prospects you wished panned out but didn't? To be fair, he also said get get rid of the the big picks, so no Greg Oden. All right, yeah, yeah. In this yeah, yeah. We, we again, a shout out to all the Discord family. We had a, a huge conversation going back and forth on this. It interrupted Chris's pre-pod nap because he had to jump in here and talk with all the friends. Uh, I know, but yeah, it uh, uh, so yeah, I think people immediately jumped to Odin or you know like B Roy something like that. But we're talking, uh, yeah, not not the not the big picks. What what Blazers prospect, uh, you know, role player ish kind of player. Uh, do you wish panned out that did not? Well, I mean, there's, there's, 
obviously a couple of them. I threw a name in there like Cliff Alexander. That guy had so much praise coming out of high school, going to Kansas, had some issues that, that, that hampered you know his, his draft stock and such. Portland took a risk on him, got him for dirt cheap, and he only played that one year uh, in the league and had all the skill in the world. If he would have panned out, that could have been something else, absolutely. Um, Tim also threw one out there that I think a lot of people forgot about as weird as that is uh but elliot williams elliot, elliot williams, williams yeah, dude. um elliot williams is another one like that guy he had so much bounce so much potential uh but once those once those legs gave out and because mm. he had knee injuries once those gave out his, his career gave out now i'm gonna throw another one out there that um i love I, I love him as a player. He just never hit any of the lofty expectations that were put on him being a, a kid coming straight out of high school. Uh, but a player that I think really could have changed a lot for the franchise and a lot for obviously his career had he become the player people saw in him is Martel Webster. Oh, yeah. If, if Martel. Martel Webster would have become the true like dual threat three and D either forward or guard kind of depending on where you play him couple that with his pure shot um, and his athleticism. I mean, he still had a, still had a good career. I mean, played like yeah. eight, nine, 10 years in the league, um, but his best year, as I look over to basketball reference real quick, um, his, his best year was with Washington where he averaged 11.4 points per game. And that is, that's, that's pretty low. It's, it's, career rotation guy when the expectation was this guy could legit be oh yeah, you know, yeah a, a star one day so if he would have hit those expectations and got you know those 20 points per game and play oh he could have been really really good and personally he had one of my favorite jump shots of all time just a pure perfect shooting motion he's one of these guys too that you know like back before blazers kind of got into that rut of taking guard after guard after guard uh it, he, you know yeah if he had panned out he was one of those players that really just would have filled gaps for the team i feel like gaps that we have not been able to fill for generations of blazer players uh and yeah dude i gotta say too elliot williams you mentioned um too many of these blazer prospects were taken down by knee issues it's a weird pattern a weird trend <laughs> right? that happened here against and we we joked around about in discord and it's you know it's it's i don't think there's anything actually there i don't think there's anyone to blame you can't be looking at like you know blazers you know training staff or any of that kind of stuff it's, it's just some yeah. players just don't pan out sometimes that's just what happens especially when you talk about big dudes like hey, oh like i said people want to be like oh, having the blazers had the same training staff for like all these injuries and it's like yes they have but they're also widely regarded as some some, some of the best, best yeah trainers in the in the business and there's no amount of uh squats and bench presses and you know plyometrics or whatever the hell you want to go do that's going to prevent a broken bone or you know a snapped acl like injuries are freak they happen now if these guys were all torn pectorals and torn triceps and things that happen in the gym then yeah i'd be a little bit worried about the training staff <laughs> <laughs> uh you know so, you know someone that nobody mentioned nobody that i no i didn't see anybody mention is what i was trying to say uh caleb swanigan I, I get that Ian Hemby didn't have the biggest ceiling in the world, man. But I, nah, I like the dude. I want him to pan out. Close. No, I, I'm not. That I'm doesn't not even come close. Come close. Because we're, just, we're, we're talking about no, players because... you wish panned out. I'm saying I wish okay. this dude panned out. Yeah. Talking about okay, but panned out also means like there's some expectations on this guy. Like I said, oh, that's I mean, why I said Cliff. Like I said, that's why I said Cliff Alexander because the like prior to him being signed, his expectations were through the roof right, as right, a right. prospect. 
right? And then when Portland signed him, like if he can get right, he can hit those expectations. Caleb Swanigan was from the minute he was drafted was. And for those of you who aren't watching, cause I, I'm going to try to get this on YouTube, I promise. <laughs> but what I just did was I scratched my head. Like he was a head scratcher of a pick, even within the moment. But uh, to be fair, what you're saying is what a guy you would like to have seen be better. And I will give you that, but I just, he, he, he had a good story. He, expectation. He had a good story. He was a person that seemed maybe a little more uh, relatable uh, because of how open some of his, you know, like struggles had been. Uh, and you but know, on I, that I, note, you know, I wish, I wish Hasung Jin panned out. Man. <laughs> Come on. I wish Ruben Boomche Boomche panned out. <laughs> oh, don't. <laughs> Ruben Boomshay, where's I got I got a little doll of Boomshay around somewhere. I'll have to get that for the the studio so we can get going. <laughs> Honorable mention, uh, some of the people that uh, brought up in the Discord, uh, T Rob, Thomas Robinson, uh, someone you know, like he, he was he was a role player. He would have been fun. What are you laughing at? Come on, these are players that people wanted to see give some good stuff from. It would have been players that would have fit what Portland needed at the time. Some more athletic, Thomas, some defensive. Thomas Robinson was dope. Thomas Robinson had all the athleticism <laughs> in the world. Thomas Robinson had a very, very poor basketball IQ. Yeah, well, that's that's, that's part the of the main out. reason. <laughs> the main reason he fizzled out of the NBA was his basketball IQ. But okay, uh, are, are you going to hate on him? Play was not fun though. Oh my gosh, watching right? him play was fun. Yeah, dude, it's it's the athleticism, the dunks. He played some defense. He even tried to he'd play up a bit on. You know, I, I don't know. I, I can I can hear what you're saying about Swan again, where he didn't even just have that high of a ceiling. I think it's still fair to root for more, but T Rob, yeah, like I, I think we had legitimately higher expectations than what he was able to give on the court. Probably, yeah, because you're saying he just was not the headiest player. I uh, did. He was a high draft pick, man, for a reason. I think the one that got mentioned most on this, uh, Sebastian Telfair, talked about a lot in the Discord chat as far as just someone that, yeah, if he had panned out the the dreams, the kind of the the hopes that we had, what we saw as far as the sample size at the time. Really, really led you to think that he could have been someone legit for the Blazers. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, that's I got nothing to add. It's yeah. true. Yeah, just that, that. That's definitely probably the. I'd say the the the. Uh, what's the what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. No, help me. Vocabulary here. Come on, we're all playing Wordle these days. We're working on our vocabulary. Yeah, I suck at that game. <laughs> I'm not. No, I got to think of what, what the word was. I'm trying to think of the biggest. Uh, the, the the majority vote though Sebastian Telfer seemed to be the the one that everyone really thought had the the highest hopes and f- did consensus. not consensus consensus thank you that's the word <laughs> well I need more I need more to go on then what's the word I'm <laughs> majority thinking majority vote I don't I, don't I said know. majority I don't live in your head <laughs> yes you do final question from Tim of the Busted Bucket podcast go and check them out great conversations all the, over there with Tim they had Antonio Harvey on a while ago uh, they had myself on they had Chris and uh, uh, Travis Demers I'm forgetting everyone's names now forgetting all the words uh, excellent podcast over on the Busted Bucket Tim asks how does it make you feel that CJ said he wants to retire in New Orleans uh, Chris, you actually follow up on the Discord. You said Melo said the same thing about Portland. They know good PR. That's a fair they point. <laughs> that is, they, they they know good PR. Um, I mean, the, the the bigger story. How many have you ever seen an athlete get traded like that and then go, 
I can't wait till I'm a free agent because I want to get the hell out of here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> nope, doesn't happen, doesn't happen. It's a, it's a PR move. You understand. You understand what's going on. You understand who's paying you. Uh, you don't want to go piss off your employer, uh, especially when you kind of are still new to the job, so to speak. It's your first day in the office. Um, so, yeah, you, you make the PR move and you, you play to the fans and this and that. Same thing. Go back to your Kevin Durant comment from earlier, dude. Like, People are buying his jerseys. People are going to, to show him. Of course, he likes that love. Um, and again, I wouldn't doubt it if he does want to retire there because, again, he has a 14-week-old kid and you know a wife that you want to settle down and have your kid have a place to you know grow up and i mean look at dame right that's the part that sucks if portland trades him one day because you know you saw the videos that were posted by the blazers the other day of dame jr out there playing basketball you know with his league and you know that's parts that that's parts that i come to terms with that i don't like thinking about and as i look for a new job it's like what if i what if i have to move to another state for a job because my daughter is you know starting to make friends in school and people that she likes to talk to and hang out with and i don't want to have to rip that from her so yeah if i'm cj i could yeah i want to sit down in one place and i want to be here so i get it and don't worry listeners if uh even if burkhart has to move across the world to china to cover basketball on that end of the globe he's still gonna be uh we're, we're still gonna make him come on trail casters i'll be bribing him with bread it, uh, it's really worth something no I'm, I'm not moving to china sorry Good news. I'm not. Good news. I'm not. I'm not moving anywhere where I don't know any of the language because I will be scared <laughs> and I will. I will curl into a ball and I won't know what to do. I'll, like, <laughs> I'll, 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 if I have to cover basketball in Mexico, I haven't. I know enough that I can get by until I actually I learn the that. language. Like I'm. A, I'm almost afraid to go see my brother in Japan. I'm like, what? What if I don't know how to read the <laughs> sign in the airport? How do I get to my plane? Like I don't know that language. It'd be a trip, man. Yeah, I want to. I, I want to go over and see the world to try and cover a sport in a foreign language. That that'd be a whole nother. Yeah, to try and work. Uh, that'd be a whole nother story. Um, to well, wrap I have up, mad respect for guys like uh, even like Yusuf Nurkic and Jokic and yeah. Luka Doncic, guys who English is not their first language, and then they have to do interviews with us, like right. And they oh knock God. it. They absolutely knock it out of the park. Like you could still tell where like they're kind of struggling to find the right English word for what they're trying to say, but they sure. like you get the like but they they knock it out of the park in a language that's not their native tongue i think that's always impressive anyway yeah absolutely to put a bow on this uh one of our other newer discord users i'm gonna scrub saying how this name how 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 would you how would you say this name dim dimpyisi d-m-p-y-i-s-i it's one of our new discord users i don't know what they're trying to say yeah i don't know Dumpy is me. Dumpy is uh, Dumpy is I. I don't know. Anyway, Dimpy EC. Shout out to Dimpy EC, new Discord user. Check out the link in the episode description if you want to come join our Discord because you should. Dumpy is I should be your new nickname. I like that. <laughs> Dumpy is I. Here uh, comes Grumpy Keith. Dumpy is I. <laughs> uh, D- Dumpy or Dimpy, our friend says, I understand it's because he's in New Orleans and everything, but if he has the opportunity to end it in Portland, I think he would come back. It's not like he wanted to leave to begin with. Do you agree with that? Like if, if CJ had to choose between retiring, ending his career in New Orleans or Portland, he's coming back to Portland. Uh, I'm going to say yes and no. Yeah, Yes to the, yeah, it's not like he wanted to leave anyway, but no, like if things are going good in New Orleans and he's settled in this and that, like, Oh, I just want to go play the last year back at this old place I used to work. Like, no, man. Like, 
by the time he's think about it this way too by the time he retires if he does play the rest of his career in new orleans that's very likely that he spent the exact same amount of time if not more depending on how much longevity he has in the city of new orleans than the city of portland so i don't know i i love the idea for fans and this and that but i don't i i just don't think it crosses a player's mind necessarily as much as people think i think that's especially in, in modern day too i feel like doesn't like hasn't this whole like sign a 10 day or a one day and retire with that team become more of a thing rather than like actually playing out your actual final year with it because like if that mm. were the case then carmelo anthony isn't you know getting interest back from the lakers or as we post right, on discord right. the the dark horse nets and celtics to go sign them the only <laughs> team that's gonna should sign them should be the denver nuggets right so everything comes full circle but yeah i just i don't know i i i, I don't i don't see it i also think if you look at cj like you might like you love the fan base right and you have a very very good connection with the fan base but the fact that that the front office didn't believe in you necessarily as much as this, as other people and felt that you were the expendable piece. Mm. Even if you look at Dame and know how good Dame is, you're a competitor at heart and you believe that you could have been the guy just as much, right? Right. So right. I thought like I think that stings at the end of the day. It would me, honestly. Like so yeah, I think I, all I want hey, but if he wants to come back, come back. I just I wish the dude happiness. He deserves it. I mean, he's got his, his vineyards up here. It's not like he's not going to come back at some point. I, I, I could see whether he retires here or not. I could see him ending nope, up back he's, here. He's going to say, he's gonna say, screw Europe City. He's moving him to Napa Valley. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next question coming in from BMAC, our guy, Brandon McIntyre, one of our original Discord legends. Check the link in the episode description. Come and join the Discord. All these conversations and much, much more going on all this offseason. Brandon McIntyre asks, if you could magically add one current or active player to the Blazers, who would it be? Things to consider. He wants to talk about contract amount and duration, what it would do to the teams we're taking them from, how does the person impact the current roster, i.e. someone that would be awesome with Dame versus someone who would make it easier to trade Dame. So that's what he's really trying to get. He's trying to see how we're shaping the roster, this roster. I'm assuming he's trying to point out that no one is really available that would uh, make building around Dame an option. I, this coming from, I basically never trust Brandon McIntyre anymore. Anything he says, always question what he says. He's fooled me a couple times already with uh, some, some ball sack sports-esque type posting. <laughs> but uh, okay, so when he, he asks this, if you could magically add one current or active player to the Blazers, who would it be? Tim from Busted Bucket immediately says Jason Tatum. So then B-Mac has to come in with a caveat, says this uh, each team can protect one player. So now right. it's about taking the second best, the non-Dames out there. It does okay. make it more interesting this way. Uh, how you feeling, Chris? I, I have struggled because I'm I'm not the researcher. As, as Tara said, research is for researchers, and I have not really looked into this much so far. I have some ideas, but uh, I have not really gone towards the contract info, which I'm going to do right now as you give your answer. Uh, I think the answer is simple. I don't even think it's that hard. Draymond Green. Oh, yeah, that, Draymond that makes Green. a lot of sense. You want to yeah. give me a player who's not the... Because there was also that, like, you know, they can, they can protect one player, like you said. like mm -hmm. So, you know, so Golden State's protecting Steph, I'm assuming. Right. Or right. they might be ballsy and say, I'm going to protect Clay because there's no Ray. Portland's going to add Steph next to Dame. That would make no sense. But they're going to, they're logically going to protect Steph. And even if they had, I had Clay and Draymond, I'm taking Draymond. Draymond dr dramatically With the Blazers squad too? changes everything about the Blazers. You have better ball movement on offense. You have one of the 
best basketball minds the game has ever seen so you know what's going on you have a guy who even as he's getting older is still one of if not the best defenders in the nba like he's freaking crazy good um and especially the ability to go everywhere you can put him up top and he can guard guards you can put him down low you saw him play great defense against nikola Jokic in the uh, first round series against the nuggets so far so it's absolutely draymond green outside of that other guys that like would be nice next to Dame, like uh, guys we've already mentioned. Guys like John Collins would absolutely um, be great next to Dame. I know a lot of people go Jalen Brown if the Celtics were keeping Tatum in this conversation. Um, the Jazz would be keeping Donovan Mitchell, at which point I think Rudy Cobert would be pretty nice next to Dame with his efficiency in the pick and roll. You'd still need Oof. some better defenders on the team because you that's the problem Utah has right now is he is their main defender and there's nobody else that can defend. And right. Portland doesn't have a lot of defenders either. But then you just continue to go down the list, Keith. And yeah, for me, I think without pause, I can't take the best player on the team, but I can take the other guy they're not protecting. Give me Draymond Green on the Blazers and give it to me eight days a week. <laughs> yeah, Draymond Green's pretty hard to argue with, man. That's a good one. Uh, I, the, the one I was leaning towards before you said his name as well was Jalen Brown. Uh, I know that was mentioned in the Discord as well. That, that, I mean, that just makes sense. I know he's kind of also the shooting guard, but it's so again, it's one of these things where we've already been dealing with these guys who could be guards or forwards versus the idea of getting more length. But Jalen Brown just. He, I, I, we've said before, he would look so good on a on a roster next to Dame. Jalen Brown is also with... different, though. Like if you had Jalen Brown as your second guard next to Dame, it's completely different than whether you had yeah, Ant or CJ because uh, Jalen Brown is an elite defender. So yeah. it, it, it dramatically changes how that how that roster builds out. Um, but yeah, I, I think yeah, Draymond. I, long. I think I saw um, BMac also follow up. This was uh, inspired by the idea of like an expansion team coming to Vegas or Seattle or that kind of thing. And so, right. you know, how would, how do you kind of reallocate a lot of the, a lot of the talent around the league? It is an interesting question. If it's, if each team can only protect one player, who's the next most viable target. But if we're talking about how to help the Blazers, yeah. Draymond Green, that's, that's the answer. That's it. Word. All right. The final question for the day comes from none other than the star of my love hugs and hate mail, multiple mentions in there, the co-host and really the star of the show, Christopher Joseph Burkhart with the less than Bruce Buffer intro this time. There you go. What do you got for us, sir? Oh, sorry. I was, I was on my phone as you were introing me. I was talking to some sources and according to sources, um, hamburgers will be for dinner tonight in the Burkhart household. <laughs> um, anyway, Fire. my question was, because there's going to be some very good ones available. If you could add a former Blazer to the roster to fill out the rotation and play a backup role for the current Blazers, who would it be? The caveat is we can't automatically go to uh, Brandon Roy or give me prime LaMarcus Aldridge or you know, Greg Oden, but healthy. No, has to be someone who is currently in the league and someone that you think Portland could go out and get for vet men or whatever kind of cap space money they actually are willing to spend that could fill the role. So the, the, or even a trade. So I'm looking at names like, again, former Blazers that could fill this role. Uh, Patty Mills, Pat Connaughton, Jake Lehman, uh, Ed Davis, right? Marcus Aldridge, CJ McCollum's there, but he's not going to come back uh, to be a backup. Obviously, Gary Trent, the Norm Powell's, <laughs> Robert Covington's. You get the idea. Former Blazers that you think could come in and you would want on this team right now to be your backup guard, your backup center, your backup power forward, what have you. Um, I know I have an answer, but I'm going to throw it to you, Keith. Who would you bring in? 
Before I give you mine, I just want to shout out BMAC again, because he he not only tried to give six answers when we specifically said one former Blazer, he went with a list of six, but the top of his list was also CJ McCollum. Like you're pointing out there, I don't think CJ is coming back to be a backup two guard. I love the idea. Much like how I think Tim mentioned Prime B-Roy before we kind of laid those caveats out there. Uh, that's not the idea here. It's, it would be like the, the kind of the former Blazer role player. Right. I got to go with Nick Batum, man. Nick Batum, again, with with looking at what this team needs between playmaking, defense, wing players, wing shooting. Yeah. He has everything we want. He's he. I loved him when he played for us before. He's more experienced, a wiser player now. Maybe a little slower, maybe a little bigger, kind of changing up his, uh, his positional role. But give me Nick Batum all day. He'd be a star on this roster. That's my answer. Um, of all yeah. the available forward players, I think he's the best one for what this team needs right now. And... He had a little bit of a downtick towards the end of his time there with Charlotte, but he has found a role with the Clippers and played it very, very well. Um, he's transitioned to be a little bit more of a pure power forward in today's game, um, but I still think you could have him play just about anywhere. And what makes him so valuable is, again, a good head on the shoulders, knows the game, but he can go guard every single position that you need him to. I also like that point forward that he can play back. I mean, he yep. played it very well with Portland back in the day. So, yeah, that would be mine because if you're looking, again, you're looking to fill out your depth. Um, hell, I mean, I know there's names that people like, but... God, I'd, I'd rather have Nick Batum as my backup 3-4 than Justice Winslow. Like, Batum is, Batum's great right now. Like, oh, yeah. he is great for that role. He's not the Nick Batum that you remember, but he's just he's great for that 7th, 8th man off the bench role and give you valuable minutes. Secondarily, I think I would actually... And it seems so weird because you throw out these names, and I just like them in general, not so much their connection to being uh, former Blazers. But again, if that's the caveat here, I think a guy you could get for minimal money, I think Robin Lopez would be a very good backup Rolo, center yeah. um, for the Blazers. Um, but yeah, Nick Batum all day long, which I'm glad that you went there. I went there. I saw a lot of people in the Discord already mentioned because I thought that most people would go, oh, Wes Matthews, Wes, bring back Iron Man, bring back Iron Man, and then bring get all West, excited. Yeah. Nah, man, like. Me, we we, we had a lot of mentions of uh i i don't know i actually i don't know if i saw anyone mention west now that i think about it we had a lot of mention of patty mills uh uh seth curry coming mm -hmm. back as well he played a role here i could see him you know seth uh, would be seth would be good the, being a pretty good one god yeah. don't, don't even get me started I, i'm dude. i'm curious though you know we, we said this isn't about bringing back like prime b-roy prime aldridge or something what about modern aldridge like modern aldridge coming off the bench like a, a star like late veteran power forward slash center i He'd be i'm good pretty for sure us right if now. you go back through our history of this podcast i mentioned that earlier about people <laughs> who wouldn't want him back if when he decided to retire and then unretire and people oh i wouldn't why not right like yeah, lamarcus aldridge help, would man. be an absolutely great backup center for this team right now not only a backup big, like he's a backup big that you could play minutes and not abs not worry about it. As long as you understand that you're not getting LaMarcus Aldridge that left, you're getting the the new, the now LaMarcus Aldridge. But as much as I've defended guys that I do like, like a, like a Drew Eubanks, right? LaMarcus Aldridge as your backup center is much better than Drew Eubanks in that position. And there goes to huh. be, even though it has been years, there is something to be said about the connection that he has with Dame offensively. Um, yeah. Because Dame has loved Yusuf Nurkic since day one and says that he's he hasn't run the pick and roll as effectively since Lamarcus Aldridge left. Like those are the two guys that he loves running the pick and roll with was Nurkic and Lamarcus Aldridge. So yeah, Lamarcus Aldridge should should be in that list. Uh, absolutely should be in that list because 
Yeah, I'd take them back in a minute. I know you you wouldn't. You and your rose colored, well, you know, you and your rose colored glasses. And oh my gosh, the things he I'm, said. I'm not saying I wouldn't. I'm not saying I wouldn't take him. I, I'm saying I I understand the I understand the vitriol that some fans have for him. I think Katie's comments, like we said earlier, really put a, a nice kind of bow on exactly how to phrase it. It's, it's that the idea that somebody gets ripped away from you that you love, you're gonna feel a little irked by that. It's a competitive juices thing. You and I, were I talking will. About this I will agree too. with. I will agree with you, Keith. I just I just struggle with how how many people have failed to let that wound heal over time. Right, like, right. And I, I I don't I can't say that I'm there. I I can't like if if this was a realistic situation. If we're talking about Aldridge being in a spot where we're going to bring him back as a bench player, he wants to come back here. He wants to probably end his career here. Like you're saying, that sounds great to me. That sounds like you know it's it's almost the forget being a jilted lover from your ex it sounds more like the ex being like okay yeah let me come back here and make amends i'd love to have <laughs> i'll just come up here and 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 you know fix up his uh like end his career in right. and again he, that what he'd bring as far as talent and everything is just you can't deny yeah. that yeah i apologize as my my crap camera went out but i, I can't i can't change to the <laughs> other one that. because the other one is recording very very well within uh stream stream labs right now so just bear with me i know I, you can i hear will me. i will deal i will survive not getting to see my Chris, uh, I'll, 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 I'll be patient. Some other uh, honorable mention names from the list as far as one former Blazer you'd bring back here to Portland as a backup. Will the Thrill, Will Barton mentioned. That, that doesn't even really deserve honorable mention. That's just a legit option. I feel like he'd be another one of these guys that athleticism, defensive play, uh, wing play, it, it brings you a lot of what Portland needs. Yep. So a lot, lot of Wait, good options. Was it you that threw out, was it you that threw out uh, Rudy Fernandez? No, someone else did, but... I mean, right now, right little, now, little right now, there. Rudy wouldn't do much. He's broken and beat. Yeah, he's he's like he's a little he's a, shell, <laughs> a little past shell of his point. former self after you know Trevor Ariza put him on his ass and hurt his back. But um, <laughs> I did love I did love. Rudy. Is he, I know the is he still playing? I think he's played out over in like the Spanish league or something. In the last year is or he? Two. Wow, yeah. I'm surprised you didn't a name that you didn't put down in there is a guy that you love. Who? Who am I uh, missing? I know you. I know you want to see the British Bulldog unretire and come back. Oh, <laughs> your, boy, your boy Joel Freeland. Oh my God. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Well, how how couldn't we? How couldn't we bring Joel back here? Friend of the show, almost. He he liked some comments when I when I put his name out there and uh I when I was using the Wordle the daily Wordle answers right, in, a, right. in the daily tweets. You know when people would catch on. Uh, Joel caught on. Joel Freeland saw me use his <laughs> name and he liked the post. Uh, he however did not respond when I asked him to come on the pod. So still waiting on that one, Joel. Hey! Appreciate you uh checking us out. I know you're listening. <laughs> Anytime you're ready, you know this summer when you get a uh, get you know get bored there you go. Uh, and, and want to come talk to blazer fans we're, we're here Absolutely. for it um yeah you know it, it, so many of the guys that i'm thinking of too that I'd, I'd love to see come back are kind of like sheed or fin- rudy fernandez or you know like guys where it's just it, it'd be cool to see him but they're just too past prime to make it a real thing you gotta stick with nico that's that's yep, the option absolutely absolutely i do think there is a i, I do well, that, think there is an honorable mention here though and i think I think Rip City would collectively lose its mind positively. He wouldn't even have to play. Like he could just come back and be the Udonis Haslam of the 2022-23 Blazers. But if the Blazers brought back Ed Davis, I think Portland fans would go f- oh. I, I think Portland fans would go nuts. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Ed Davis would Ed Davis is always going to be a fan favorite here, man. He's always going to spot have a spot. Yeah, that that would that would be fantastic. Where 
how he's 32 now. Ed Davis, yeah, and he's still playing. He's playing for the the Cavs. He's just not seeing the floor. Like, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. That's wow. Why did I, man? It has been a long season. I knew he was playing for the Cavs, but like, there's just been so much that's happened to the Blazers this season. That seems like three seasons ago. Yeah. Well, listeners, let us know what you think. What your answers would be. To any of these questions, who is one former Blazers pro- or one Blazers prospect you wish panned out that didn't? A former Blazer that you think could really help the team right now? Any other player that's not a first option on other teams you think we you should be targeting here? We could look at more trade options in, on next episode. And most importantly, let's not, let's not forget how do the Blazers get Bobby Portis and funnel cake or elephant ears? If any of you are really taking funnel cake, I want to hear about it. It seems elephant ears hands down to me, and that is even a, a close second to churros. Let us know what you think though. Hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up uh, at Trailcasters on Twitter. Trailcasters at gmail.com. Most importantly, come and join our Discord. The link is in the episode description. All of this conversation you heard today, it wasn't even really listener questions. It was more of just kind of a, a slice of the Discord conversations that we have going on there every day. And we're going to be doing it all summer here. We'll be having live episodes involving a bunch of listeners, getting a nice kind of group party chat going. Uh, more of these listener questions. Don't miss out. Come and join the family. It's come and join the party. Maybe that's more, you know, it, it's a family, but it's a party. It's a family party. We're all about family and we're all about parties. <laughs> Chris, anything you want to add? Oh, man. <laughs> I'll bring the bees. I'll bring the bees. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> In closing, your honorable listeners, that's it. That's our show. Thank you, Chris Burkhart. Thank you, Odar, for these fat beats. And thank you, listeners, for great listening, especially all of you on Discord, uh, contributing all this great content, pretty much filling the entire episode and all the other conversations we have on there. Come and join the Discord. Link is in the episode description. We hope you enjoy your Blazers, your Ripsity basketball, and our latest episodes. Thank you again, and please come back next week for the next edition of The Trailcasters. Look at that. We're like just about an hour that time. Kind of like a a normal sized episode.